You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launched at you on the 16th of February, 2020. <sighs> Very lacklustre cannon. <laughs> Can't be bothered. Here goes. What's happening to it? The core! It's already collapsing! Four, three, two, one... Coming up in this podcast, we'll be talking about Michael Palin and my memoirs. Must remember to talk about my memoirs. How could we forget? How could we forget? We'll be looking at the latest reviews of Big Finish's audio drama productions. So I'm just writing something into the script to remind me. We'll be writing something in the script to remind you. We'll be delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We go behind the scenes with Martha Jones in this week's Torchwood release, Dissected. Dissected. And we dramatise you with the latest intrigue and adventure on the Doctor's home planet in the latest series of Gallifrey Time War 3. I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we're yes. the jolly old, not-so-old chaps <laughs> from Big Finish Productions, the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and yeah. audio books this side of the time barrier. Is it? You're, you're the not-so-old and I'm the old. I think that's what it is. The original odd couple. <laughs> you know, because this is the thing, you see. I keep, I'm 58 years old, right? I'm 28. That, yeah, well done. <laughs> But that means that this year I'll be 59. And as Clang Stephen Moffat pointed out to me the other day, <laughs> he said, how does it... Because he's two months younger than me. He said, how Ooh. does it feel, Nick, to be able to say, I'm 60 next year? And I went, no, because I'm... Fi- oh, God. I am. Yeah. I am going to be totally discriminated against for being an old person. Get your bus pass, though, which you... But you Will can- I get it at 60? I think you do. Maybe not anymore, but I think no, my dad no. did. They'll just keep. They'll just keep moving it away. You know, every time I want to get the new, the the, the free bus pass, it'd be like that hand in Scooby Doo, you know, <laughs> the ghostly hand, and the and the bus pass will move away. You can actually make a choice if you want it to be a train pass instead, and I think you get a third off or something. Oh, a third off. Third off. Yeah. A Pretty, third uh, off. Um, let's talk about Michael Palin, uh, my memoirs and stuff. Um, by the way, yeah, my memoirs. Did you see that on? Um, I did. I, I contributed. Twitter. I contributed I to that. A Briggs too far. Yeah, Big Finish said, "What would Nick Briggs's memoirs be called? What were the other ones? Can you call up the thread?" There, yes, I'll do it now. There are plenty of things. I'm calling up the thread. Let's have a look. <laughs> Since you're young, since you're 30 years younger aye, than me. Aye, boy. God, you're not, are you 28? 38. You are 30 years yeah, younger than me. That's ridiculous. Younger. I could easily be your grandfather. <laughs> your dad, anyway. My grandfather. Uh, well, could, could, I love the pitch they've used, which is somebody... <laughs> somebody I didn't realise I got a picture of you on that book. Um, yes, we've got a terribly ja- unflattering picture from years ago. We've got Jamie Anderson here says, View from a Briggs. Uh, like it, like it. Yours was a Briggs too far, wasn't a, it? A Briggs too far, which was uh, which somebody commented on and, and replied saying, A Briggs over the river Kwai. Um, <laughs> There's a bit of a war, war film theme going on here. Dean Harrison says uh, Dalek face 
Um, Colin After Smith Lisa, um, Lisa from, the big, uh, from the Benji and Nick Show podcast um, yes. has posted a, a wonderful photo of Shoot Me Down and Velcro Me Up. Which <laughs> I can't remember where that came from, but we, we it was one of our gags, wasn't it? Was it really? I don't remember that. It was, yeah, it was. Uh, Mike gags Finley says, a toothbrush in his pocket and a ring modulator in his hand. When I was the uh, audiovisuals doctor, the, the photographs they took of me, I had a toothbrush in my pocket. Always in the pocket. And in the comic, didn't you, as well? Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, I think I nicked the idea from Tom Baker. You know, a, a life in the day of, or the day in the life of Tom Baker, his toothbrush in his top pocket. Well, that's a safe thing to have, isn't it? Really, you know, it's it's better to be prepared. Get fluff in it. Uh, Tin Dog says more than just the voice. Brackets of the Daleks. <laughs> Monstrous modulations from Ian McArdle. Oh, yeah. um, Darren Lodge says it's a mad, mad, mad Briggs world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Thank you, Taryn. Uh, there's uh, Tim uh, Buck2 says, a good Dalek. Tim Buck2. <laughs> there's plenty of them. Um, in My Own Voice from Jenny Shirt. Thank you, Jenny. There uh, were some quite ridiculous ones. I like, I like uh, Simon Gurria's one. In the time uh, of Nick. <laughs> that was one rather than Nick of Time. Oh, yeah, Simon's was brilliant. What was it? It was very long. Nicholas Briggs, written by Nicholas Briggs, performed by Nicholas Briggs, directed by Nicholas Briggs, produced by Nicholas Briggs, insect movement by Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> Rosalind de Winter. Right, that's enough of that. Um, uh, first of all, the news. Well, this is the news. Sir Michael Palin is in Torchwood. I'll explain the, a cunning acrostic and a set of clues in a moment that were used on Twitter to announce that. Did you see those? No, no, I haven't, no. Can you believe Michael Palin's in Torchwood? It's absolutely bananas, isn't it? Totally. I know, I, I, I just didn't expect it, and then it popped up, and I thought, wow. And then when I heard the preview and I heard what it was about, and the idea that they put forward, I thought, yeah, you know what, this is totally. this is what makes Big Finish such a, a cool place, because it's just full of people with such incredible ideas to think things up and execute them. So I'm yeah. so excited for this one, and we'll be listening to it as soon as it comes out oh totally and you know um james goss the producer and uh, scott hancock the director uh he did the casting and the well, writer absolutely spot on isn't it really who 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 i can't think of anybody else really that that would be more perfect for it tim foley who wrote it it's all these really talented people you see it's a cocktail Cocktail, a perfect cocktail. Perfect cocktail. Uh, number two on the news list is that Sarah Sutton is in time slip. Ta -ta 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 -ta. That's a that's two worlds smashing together, isn't it? Yeah, really, you, see. you know, Sarah Sutton, Nissa from Doctor Who, and the gang returning for the first time since it was on, pretty much in um, mm. in the new time slip. Yeah, Time Slip was a 1970 uh, dun, 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 ITV kids' series about time travel. Uh, brilliant for those of us who were alive at that time and old enough to watch it, because I am 58, you know. Um, yeah, so we're bringing that back, and uh, and Sarah Sutton is uh, one of the main guest stars. Uh, Tom Baker uh. is returning as the curator in Doctor Who Stranded. That is the big news that will be announced at uh, Gallifrey One this weekend, which will have what been announced fun. by the time you hear this podcast. Um, also, uh, Missy Series 2, Volume 2, is happening. All right? Yeah. 
that's a real kind of you know dropping a huge breeze block of news there, isn't it? I mean, there's there's just that's cram. That's a news sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and you will finish all of it. Uh, all those headlines uh, will have been, as Nick said, uh, already announced at Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention in LA, um, yeah. which might still be going on when you listen to this. Yeah, it might Certainly, be, yeah. uh, LobbyCon will be going on. Lobbycon. Lobbycon. Um, that that's just that's just part of it, isn't it? Really, it goes on till just, Tuesday just, sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people just stay on and just hang around. Um, Jason Haygallery and Sue Cowley are there representing Big Finish with their customary pinache and charm. Oh, lovely. lovely. Anyway, back to Michael Palin, who's in Torchwood Tropical Beach Sounds and other relaxing seascapes, Volume Four. By the way. I think we should just listen to the trailer. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood. Life is stressful. Life is cruel. Sometimes life is exactly like being shot twice in the stomach while the love of your life dies in a nuclear meltdown. But enough of living like that. Let's make a change. Sit back. Relax. Close your eyes. Listen to the warm, expensive tones of Sir Michael Palin as he takes you through tropical beach sounds and other relaxing seascapes. Volume 4. Can you hear the waves? Can you feel the hot sand beneath your toes? Can you taste the blood? Of course you can. Good. It's time to change the world. It's time to become someone new. Big finish. We love stories. Even yours. Anyway, right, this is how Steve Berry, our head of marketing, explained... <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get through this. Explained the the riddle and uh, acrostic that announced this over several tweets. Uh, the master riddle was start with an owl, end with an owl, stretching across time. Their tweets to you reveal a clue. But who, who? Start with an owl, end with an owl, meaning you needed to use the two owl gifts as the start and end of the riddle to solve the clue. There were 15 tweets in total, including each owl gif tweet. Are you following this? I'm not. <sighs> no. uh, stretching across time, implying you needed all of the tweets posted over the day, i.e. all 15, not just the start and end. Their tweets to you sounds like twit to woo. I suppose it does. But it means look at the texts in the tweets, not the other media, to find the answer. In this case... As the answer is an acrostic, you need the first letter of each tweet. But who, who, again sounds like an owl, says Steve, hinting that you need to spell out a person. suppose it does. Starting at the master riddle, then stretching backwards through time, reading the first letter of each tweet, you get S-I-R-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-A-L. I Ed Michael Palin, you see, as a confirmation clue, Owl Stretching Time was rumoured to be the working title for Monty Python's Flying yeah, it was, Circus. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely the title, one episode of the original series, apparently. Mm. <sighs> I, lo I love that. What was it? Um, th the other great idea they had was to call it, um, I think it was called Gwen Dibley's Flying Circus. 
Oh, really? and, and Gwen Dibley was just some woman that I think Michael Palin either read about in the local paper or overheard. They like the idea of just giving this random woman her own show. <laughs> you know, one day she's at home and says, hey, hey, Mum, you're on the telly. My, my favourite gag, I have to say, my favourite thing that um, Monty Python wanted to do that the BBC said no, is that they wanted to um, start the show at normal volume. Yes. And gradually, as the programme went on, they would reduce <laughs> the volume just a little bit. And so then people, you, start, yeah. people start turning it up, and then they do it a little bit more, and people start turning it up. And then they're blimey, you know, it's really turned up. And then, of course, what do they do? A bomb on BBC. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, or explode a bomb or something, you know. <laughs> and absolutely terrified that the BBC said, no, you can't do no, that. Can't do genius, absolutely genius. Right, well, anyway, now we've mangled your brain with that um, rather crazy riddle, uh, it's time to find <laughs> out what sort of reviews we've been getting. Cue the reviews music. First up, Torchwood, The Sins of Captain John. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, The Sins of Captain John. Well, this is Vargosh Palace. Oh, what's left of it? Luxury space station orbiting Sigma-10. You see, right now it's falling apart. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How did sexy, dashing Captain John end up in a situation like this? I reckon I've got about four hours before I'm sent tumbling into the icy black void of space, which is just long enough for me to tell you how I got here. It's the gauntlet. The wearers should be able to control who they bring back to life and when, but they've malfunctioned, sending a wave of necromantic energy across London. I did not understand a single word of that. Glove magic is spreading across the land. This is pointless. There's nothing here. No life. No water. We're doomed. Hey, this is practically a reunion. Last time we were together, we were at each other's throats. Literally. I still have a scar there, see? Yeah, but you've got to admit, life is kind of dull without me, right? In the last week, I've headed away with Charles II's mistress, fought my way through an entire army of zombies, and broken into a giant wooden space prison. Okay, before that... Dark is the valley, and fierce are the flames. The journey is unending, and the night without mercy is coming. Big finish. We love stories. Come on. You know you want to. That's right. Just go to bigfinish.com and type oh, yes. in the sins of Captain John, or sins yes. of Captain Sin. John, uh, into the search pane. A little What's thing, a search uh, pane? Sort of, you know. Search thing. Search pane! IndieMacUser.co.uk says, comprised of four stories all written by David Llewellyn, Sins promises a wonderfully evil audio listening experience in a way not seen since the Warmaster spin-off series that concluded last month. Eight out of ten. Cats preferred SciFiPulse.net says, I've run out of adjectives for James Masters and John Barrowman. These two, separately and together, have to be heard to be fully appreciated. <laughs> the plot of interlinked stories had to be minimal to give them sufficient performance space. Space. Mm. Um, the result is a showcase that the BBC couldn't have afforded on its best day. <laughs> on the Twitter sphere, Joshua A. Maxwell says, At James Masters of, you were simply brilliant in Big Finish's Torchwood, The Sins of Captain John. Breathe new life into one of the best original characters from Torchwood. And hilarious too. 
Billy Beethoven, The Sins of Captain John may be my favourite release in the Big Finish Tortured range. Bonkers, wow. hilarious. And James Masters is, of course, on top form. Yes. More from Captain John would always be a welcome addition to the range. 10 out of 10. Yeah, 10 out of 10. You see, Beats Indie Mac users 8 out of 10. What were you thinking, Indie Mac? Let's start a war between the reviewers. Let's pit, pit yeah. them against each other. Now, Manipulation. Let's in, manip- the, in the red corner, at Billy Beethoven, in the blue Billy, corner, you, you Indie that, Mac you user. Sci- you hear what yeah, yeah. Sci-Fi Pulse was saying about you? Oh, that's it. Yeah, and that blog to who? Uh, next up, Doctor Who Dark Universe. Oh. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who. The Dark Universe. Stories. I've told a few in my time. Been in a few too. My favourite stories, the ones that fill my life, tend to be adventure stories. They move quickly, packed full of danger, mystery and villains. Monsters. Oh yes. So many monsters. Oh, a Time Lord. With multiple personalities. The Eleven. I want every last corner of this universe under my control. Of all of Gallifrey's secret weapons, this one is by far the most lethal. It's been 20 years since I last saw you. 20! Saving the universe is like riding a bike. You'll soon get the hang of it again. Either this universe is mine, or it's nobody's. If you do that, you destroy everything. A mind full of voices, all screaming, all arguing, all shouting at the one person they hate more than any other. Themselves. Big finish. We love stories. And to get your hands and ears on this one, please do, because I did both the sound design and the music. Then just go to bigfinish.com and type in Dark Universe into the search pane. Ah! I tell you, the best, the best, in my opinion, the best pain in Doctor Who, the best scream is from, um, uh, oh, I can't remember. Horror Fang Rock. Um, no, not Horror Fang Rock. No, um... Oh my god, I've just frozen up. It's when Thingy gets lampooned. You know, sh- oh, Hand of Fear. In the Hand of Fear, yeah. yeah. Eldrad, yeah. Yeah, that Eldrad must Oh, my yeah. favourite one is, the favourite rubbish one is Horror Fang Rock when Reuben, the Rutan, get when they. Well, first of all, when you hear Reuben get grabbed by the Rutan, and then later on when they fire the sort of cannon of bits. Oh, yeah. Shrapnel yeah. at the routine, and he goes, <laughs> You can imagine they said to the actor, Can you do a. Um, a scream. And he goes, I don't do screams. Just come on, do a scream. <laughs> I don't do it. So they had to poke him and he went, oh, when they poked him. I think <laughs> that's what do. happened. Like that's in, um, literally what happened. Uh, Resurrection of the Daleks, you've got that good scream which kind of goes, <laughs> at the end there's like a sort of, <laughs> um, I kept thinking, instead of the hand of fear, all my brain wanted to tell me was the hand of doom. And I kept, that's why I was going, well, hold on. Because I kept thinking, nothing's called the hand of doom. No, that's I think it was originally called the hand of death. I think on the Doctor Who sound effects um, uh, vinyl, it says the hand of death. The hand, the hand of the of robots fear. of the city of death. <laughs> like the Sontaran experiment was called the destructors. <laughs> anyway, uh, Coldbox. <laughs> .co.uk says with a sure direction from Ken Bentley plus a vibrant score and sound design from Benjai Clifford uh, this is a story which might just inspire a few 8th Doctor fans to check out the monthly adventures we are sure they will not be disappointed 4 out of 5 stars just must mention I should say that Alfie Shaw 
of this parish is the person who compiles these reviews and just wanted to give a shout out to him to say thank you for all your hard work it's hugely appreciated trawling the internet and cutting and pasting and correcting and and decorating <coughs> yes he's very clever very clever chap thank you so much thank for you, compiling your compiling he'll never hear this he doesn't listen to the podcast well who does <laughs> is there anybody out there? CarlRobertSchultz.com um, says, If you like Doctor Who stories that aren't afraid to challenge the Doctor's heroic archetype and add further layers to his character, you should definitely pick up Dark Universe. It's one of the best Doctor Who audio dramas I've heard, and considering all the brilliant releases that Big Finish puts out, that's saying a lot. certainly is. DoctorWhoWatch.com says combining epic storytelling with exploration of key characters, Dark Universe is an extremely satisfying listen. It ties a lot of major mythology up and answers major questions while also raising new ones. It's also one of the more interesting and fascinating explorations of the Seventh Doctor that we've had in a long while. An essential listen for Doctor Who fans and a great story to kick off the new year for Big Finish. Uh, BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk says This is the main strength of Dark Universe Our central trio of Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and Mark Bonnar uh, Once the Doctor begins to reveal his intentions and set the wheels spinning in part 4 McCoy really delivers in his emotionally charged confrontations with his nemesis and former companion Similarly, uh, Sophie Aldred is brilliant at drawing all the threads of Ace's multiple big finish incarnations into a well-rounded individual that is no longer enthralled to her professor. Ooh. I say, just time for a quick bit of Twitter sphere at Super Niku. Is that pronounced? I don't know. Um, mm. Neku? Neku? Uh, listen, ne- Neku. Uh, listen David to. Neku. <laughs> what? I was just playing on the name of David Nagel, one of our sound designers. David oh, Nagel. Well, everyone would get that joke. Um, <laughs> listen to you, hashtag. Mainly. Listen to hashtag Doctor Who Dark Universe. Very appropriate title. It's dark in many ways. At Big Finish, is it universal though? I had a lot of fun with this story because um, it was so nice. I love ones where sort of uh, you travel through the story, and this one kind of starts off in one place, and you end up going on rivers and going mm. into trees that eat yeah. you but do they eat you and all sorts of things it was a real weird and fun journey we should so, um oh, we've already had the trailer haven't we forget what i just said <laughs> we should forget what you just said but that's it for the reviews this week more next week when we enter the world of the fourth doctor tom baker for chase the night <laughs> coming up soon we go behind the scenes with freema adjaman to find out about the return of martha jones in torchwood Dissected. Oh, very exciting. But before that, it's time for listeners' emails. That's right, email time is upon us. The moon is in its position. The sun is in its position, which means we may commence the emails. <laughs> and if you want to email us, it's so easy. All you have to do is send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. Podcast at bigfinish.com. Send it out and we'll get it and we'll read it out. It's just, you know, it's, it goes without saying, really. So here's the first one from our old friend, Big Earl, Alex Pass. Um, wow, just finished the first Adam Adamant Lives box set. Absolutely blooming fantastic. Perfect casting and three cracking episodes. Bring on volume two. All the best, Big Earl. We are bringing on volume two. And here's one from Magnus Kaxmarek. 
Good shout. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. It's, it's, I'm sure I've mispronounced your name before, Magnus. Uh, dear Brickless Niggs and Glengy Bifford. Good names. I own all Strong the names. CDs for the Frankly Fantastic Dorian Gray series, except for the box sets of series one and two. I really want to complete the collection, but sadly, that set has long been out of print. <laughs> Should have been quicker. That's all I can say. Is there any chance some older sets like this may be reprinted for people who missed out? That'd be really nice. Um, I wouldn't say there's much of a chance of it, but... There's always the possibility we might sort of repackage in a different way. But, um, you know, CDs are a dying thing and they're also very <sighs> environmentally unfriendly. In other Big Finish related words, I really appreciate the openness to criticism Big Finish has. In the week, the Twitter account made a thread asking for criticism. And I'm very happy that it wasn't deleted after it got a genuine response. Well, we expected a genuine response. Many valid points were made. I think that... I think, and it's good that a company such as Big Finish is so happy to face criticism. Thank you, Magnus. Well, I mean, we have to talk talk to people to find out what you want because we do this for you. We do it for ourselves too. But yeah, you're, it's about you're very having a good relationship, anyway. isn't it, with the with our listeners? Because yeah, if we didn't, yeah. if we just ignored you and decided to make fifty series of Juliet Bravo, um, then we might no, find you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> 50 series of Cat Weasel, please. Uh, Nick and Benji. This one here is from Max Hume. Um, I hope that's how it's spelt. Um, yeah, it is spelt uh, like that. It's, whether it's pronounced like that is the well, that's, problem. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the word I meant to use. Um, <laughs> I feel a bit silly after just listening to you read out the Adam... Adam oh, Addendum. Addendum. I oh, see, mm. it's a word I don't use that often. Uh, to my email from last week. And just felt that I should explain. In a rushed attempt to come up with something mildly amusing to end my note, I thought back to my relatively recent viewing of Remembrance of the Daleks and recalled a particular moment when a lorry driver full of anti-tank rockets drives up and hands one over to the Doctor and Ace after <laughs> simply requiring a signature from them. Didn't uh, get it, did we? No, no. Uh, I know things may have been uh, a bit more lax in the 60s, but I still thought this was an extremely funny bit and a chance that one of you might remember it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he just, just signs yeah. it over, doesn't it? Isn't it just with yeah. a question mark, isn't it, or something? Yeah, or something, yeah. But it, yes. Anyway, sorry. Uh, hence my reference to ATRs, uh, not realising that a quite common usage of the acronym apparently refers to an EU trade-related certificate. Uh, if this touched any politically sensitive nerves, I can only apologise. Do you remember you looked it up and all we could come up with was yeah. the EU trade certificate? Yeah, and we're going, what was he talking about? What's going on? anti-tank rifles. Don't... <laughs> Uh, on another note, I'm very excited to have purchased the newly released Complete Sarah Jane Smith series. Yeah. The absence of the first episode was preventing me from taking this leap earlier, so I'm glad that you finally got those rights sorted out. And after this latest podcast, I'm even more intrigued by the human frontier. Oh, yes. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Thanks, Maxwell, Boston, USA. P.S. Say hello to John Sinderman for me. Do you I love our do. How Sinderman. could I forget John Sinderman? The Cinderman Affair. Um, <laughs> starring. Who was it starring? Michael, Michael Caine. Michael yeah. Caine, yeah. And then I put in War is Hell um, <laughs> from from uh, Remembrance of the Daleks. War is Hell. War is Hell. 
Sent um, from my TARDIS. Sorry. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, you read it out. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, All right. Sent from my TARDIS. Hopefully this is an unambiguous acronym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That reminds me. TARDIS. That, that's um, an EU regulation about... No, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. The, the air raid dinosaurs in space. That's what it means. Yeah, that, the that's that regulation. Space, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 God, Massive dinosaurs flying down from the sky. That's what happens. <laughs> And finally, here's one from David Lever. Just pull that. Thank you. Hi, Nick and Benji. I hope you're both doing splendid. Big fan of the podcast and everything Big Finish. I've been on a bit of a binge lately, burning through audios to fill the quiet while in the lab. Late one night, studying for my master's. The fourth Doctor Adventures Series 9 was a particular delight and made the time fly by. I only wish I could remember who directed them so I could give kudos. Ha, ha, ha. It was me, all right? I also really enjoyed Harry Houdini's war. It left me with a massive smile on my face. I'm doing a massive smile. And reminded me how fantastic Colin is as a doctor. Yes, brilliant. Uh, this brings me to the suggestion. Uh, my suggestion, in fact. Not, not mine, yours. Yours, sorry, David. I liked it so much... I'd be game for a whole box set of Houdini meeting different doctors. Harry Houdini was such a fascinating person. There's a lot to explore in his life. His debunking of spiritualism, his friendship with Conan Doyle and his movie career, finally giving him a trip in the TARDIS. Additionally, as someone of Jewish descent, I would love to hear his Jewish ancestry explored. It's a culture that has never been discussed in any detail in any Doctor Who story I'm aware of. In a time of greater focus on diversity and representation, which I think is excellent, this is something that would certainly mean a lot to me. Would more Houdini stories be something Big Finish would be interested in producing? Thanks for everything you guys do, David Lever. The trouble is we, we tried to do a Houdini story, but he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, dear. Well, that's it for the emails. There'll be more next week, so don't forget to write in to podcast at bigfinish.com. Simple oh, yeah. as that. It's just a nice, easy email address, uh, and you'll get, hopefully get it read out. Yeah. And I meant to say about David Lever, I mean, yeah, that's something we could certainly look into, couldn't we? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, David. I'm sorry I only had a stupid answer for your really rather good email. I feel ashamed of myself. Ashamed. <laughs> Coming up after the end of this podcast, we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Gallifrey Time War 3 uh, out this very week. And the tease is free. But before that, time to turn our attention to another of this week's blockbuster releases, Torchwood Dissected. Hello, all. I am Freema Adjman and I play Dr. Martha Jones. Welcome to Big Finish and welcome back to Torchwood, especially. How have you found it today? Oh, mate, it's just the nostalgia has just been so overwhelming and so positive. Um, it does literally feel like stepping into comfortable old shoes. <laughs> um, just us talking about Cardiff and and that time of Doctor Who and Torchwood, uh, it just feels like it could have been five minutes ago. And yet, so much time has passed. But this is the wonderful thing about the Hooniverse. I, I just... I think once you're in it and once you're embraced in it, it is just, you know, it's you're you're you never feel on the outside of that. So, um, but it just definitely does feel really great to 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 be back in in her shoes. Dr. Martha Jones, 
Please don't use my full name, makes me think there's trouble. From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, Dissected. Let's get on with this. Caucasian male, late teens, deceased. And I need to know what killed him. Okay. Thank you. Could you pass the scissors? I'll remove the clothes. Oh, I never liked this bit. What bit? Oh, I don't know. The beginning. You don't have any of the answers. or All you have is this, the trauma up front, you know? I just want to know what happened to him. This kid. Who he was. But we'll find the truth. We'll find the truth tonight. Big finish. We love stories. This was great for me getting this script and just seeing, because I have got so many questions as well. I mean, I don't, I have no more intel than anybody else has as to what happened in her life, you know, uh, since we last saw her. So I was like, I got this script and I couldn't wait. I just wanted to know what she'd been up to. Um, And I love that she's having... It's just her and Gwen throughout this whole um, story because, you know, they get to go on their journey as well. There's so much ground that has to be covered between them and their relationship and there's so much history there. And um, so it's really, it covers a lot. And it's just, yeah, it's really, really helpful. It's really, um, it's really great for me to see her and see that she has carried on in the world, that that meant so much to her. Um, you know, she's not one for necessarily, I think, flitting about. And and Unit did, you know, it did strike a chord with her. So she she is there doing work for them. But I think she does have this little fire inside of her and she does want to do it the, the you know, continue her work the sexy way, if you like. I mean, who doesn't, <laughs> really? But she does have a lot. She does, does always has been a very loyal person. And I think, you know, possibly that's what's keeping her um, at unit more than um, than anything else. So, so yeah, this has just been really, really good for me to just see um, where she's at mentally and what the potential for the future for her might be. Hello, I'm James Goss, and I'm here with. Um, uh, hello, I'm Eve Miles, and hi, I'm Tim Foley, and you wrote, dissected. Yes, Eve, could you tell us about your friendship with Freemus? Oh, Freemus just. Is great. I was introduced to Freema with um, with Tortured, of course. Uh, we've got to do some fantastic stuff with each other on that. Of course, we've done a lot of cons together. We've kept in touch. And then we did a really kooky film, uh, Eat Locals, where we played um, really good friends, vampire girls, together. One was such a hoot for us to be back together. But Freema's great, you know. And I think when you get a script and it's it's led by two females, you've got to jump on board straight away and and enjoy it as much as possible and Tim behind it. I mean, we can't not enjoy it. So it's um, it's great to work with Freema. It's my first one as well, doing one of these with Freema. I've not done one before. And Tim, tell us, did you do a lot of research for this? Because it's all about a dead body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of books about autopsies. I watched some on YouTube. You can actually watch autopsies on YouTube. Not with actual real dead bodies. I think that would probably be illegal, but they sort of um, mock them up. It's sort of like uh, the British science lectures or something. So I watched a few of them. Made a lot of notes, went a bit weird about maggots and flies. Um, but yeah, I like, I mean, I like crime. I mean, to read sort of crime stories. Oh no, they know, they know I go around killing people. Ah! <laughs> um, no, but it was, yeah, it was then really fun to do the sort of the silent witness approach or the waking the dead where you sort of have to get stuck with the body and just 
I don't know, figure out its clues. And I'm always on the lookout for a new chat up line. What is a top forensic fact that I can use? Oh, God. That's a, um, that's a really good question. Um, a patrical hemorrhaging. And that's what they look for in the eyes. And if that's happened, then, you know, you've been strangled. So you could say to somebody, mm. oh, you, you don't look strangled. I don't know. I hate to um, interrupt this, but if, if you get a date out of that, I will eat my cat. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> You I mean, look great. Hey, you look great. You, you, you don't even look like you've been strangled. <laughs> just go for it. You fancy a pizza? <laughs> just like grab, go for food no. straight away. No, just just fascinating facts about decaying eyeballs. They, oh, you, don't, you don't look like you've been like brutally strangled. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do. My mother loves you. You do. You've got a pulse. <laughs> In a way, I can literally see her and I can see all of it, the setting and the scenario. And so it it really doesn't, there isn't a world of, of difference between the two for, for me. Um, I think Big Finish does such a brilliant job with the quality of the scripts and and the stories and um, and the calibre is super high and it plugs a lot of holes. So it just is that it kind of seamlessly, um, you know, uh, you can sort of merge between the two, really. Um, but yeah, she's, she's phenomenal to work with and I have worked with her on a few things now. And we played vampires together <laughs> recently, which was super fun. Um, or, you know, everybody in the tortured family, in the whole Doctor Who family. Honestly, I can't, I can't praise them highly enough. Uh, as well as being exquisite performers, they were just joys to be in the room with. And if you want to get your hands on Dissected, mm. uh, just go to bigfinish.com, type Dissected into the search pane at the top of the page. Ah! and you shall get it. <sighs> Time now to hold on to your metaphorical audio horses. <laughs> because it's the Randomoid Selectatron! You see, this is quite funny, and it's it's pretty much too good not to do, because normally we, we tend to do audiobooks, don't we? And audio yeah. Drama. But it's uh, on the time of recording this, it's Friday the 14th of Fair, Valentine's mm. Day, um, mm. and what it's given me is... After the Breakup, A Girl's Guide, um, a book by Carrie Sutton. <laughs> Who would have thought today, Valentine's Day? Well, we're going to offer 25% off that, are we? Well, we can do. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do it. There you are. I, don't, I know nothing about it. There's no trailer to play. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. It's, what does it say about it on the website? It says this. What do you do when the one turns out not to be the one after all? When your dream home is snatched away from you, unfinished scriber kitchen units and all, and your dog is sent to live with your parents. When you suddenly have to find a flatmate, a way to pay your rent, a reason to keep going, and maybe, ultimately, a new boyfriend. Mm. So it's a sharp, funny, and hugely entertaining book, uh, which you can grab. Uh, it's written by Carrie Sutton, and it's all about the year following the big breakup. Bad dates, good friends and times when you think you can't go on so there we go uh, yeah get 25% off that by and how do you do it well you go to the podcast on the bigfinish.com site and there in the text there's a bit that said the randomoid electron also features if you just click here and you click the here button and you enter the code buck up b u c k u p all one word capital letters no dashes spaces spaces or extra condiments added at any point and and then you and then you get twenty five percent off. I think that's pretty 
pretty good. It's pretty brilliant, yeah. I think that the thing that I find amusing is that it's um, this is purely like a paperback, but you can get it as a digital release. But for some reason on the website, it's listed that the duration is 240 minutes. Just like the mm. idea that somebody's, somebody's the, yeah, it probably takes somebody about 240 minutes to read that. <laughs> like, it's not what? an audio book, though. It's just yeah, a digital. No, it's, just a di- yeah, right. it's just a thing. I thought it was interesting that <laughs> somebody just thought, yeah, that's about the time it will take. I'll do, yeah. Well, that's it from Rand this week, and we'll be back with another 25% discount next time. Time, time, time. time, time. But for now, 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 it's time, 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 to say goodbye in an entirely normal way. Goodbye. Goodbye. Is that normal? I think that's so. what normality is. I've never been normal. And while we're away... Why not enjoy an absolutely free 15-minute drama tease for the first part of this week's yes. Time Lord-tastic release, Gallifrey Time War 3, starring oh, wow. Lala Ward and Louise Jameson. Wow. This is from the first segment, entitled Hostiles, and written by David Llewellyn. Check it out! Check it out! More attack ships. They're circling back around. We have to get out of here. Stop! Blast! What's wrong? The dematerialization circuit's inactive. Then I'll operate the thrusters. We'll just have to outrun them the old-fashioned way. And go where? Stop! No! That debris field. If we head straight into it, we might lose them. Are you serious? Deadly. Now hold on. nothing good about that. We're alive, aren't we? And they were trying to kill us. Look at the scanner. All this debris, fragments of spacecraft. Time Lords spacecraft. What do you think happened here? A battle? What else? There's no record of military action anywhere in the Cabristan system. Maybe our ships didn't have a chance to report back. Oof! It's no use. Every impact is weakening the shields. We have to find shelter. If we land anywhere, we'll be a sitting target. Is that better? We have no way of leaving this system and a limited amount of time before they send more attack ships. We have to do something. Very well. Now scan the wreck, see if we can find one with breathable air power. Hmm. Is this what life is going to be from now on? Nowhere to rest? Ah. Just constant running? Hmm. I think I have something. A distress signal coming from one of our battleships. The Dreadnought Septima. Is it damaged? Battle scarred, but stable for now. Life signs? None that I can see, but from this distance... So there could be survivors. Uh, This isn't a rescue mission, Romana. No, but if someone is down there... They're not our concern. We may have lost Gallifrey. 
but we're still Time Lords. I'm taking us in. The old-fashioned way? The old-fashioned way. Could have been smoother. Sorry. It's fine. We're in one piece. Which is more than can be said of this place. Good grief, for those vines? It looks like it. They must have spread out from the ship's biosphere. So this is our safe haven. A derelict spaceship overgrown with vegetation. I need to log into the ship's computer. What are you looking for? <laughs> Everything. Anything. If this is about searching for survivors... It isn't because there aren't any. Not a single trace of biodata. Maybe they abandoned ship. I don't think so. I'm picking up multiple Artron energy readings from the TARDIS dock. There could be hundreds of TARDISes down there. I see. The energy field around the gravity core is operating at 8%. That's critical. If it drops any lower than that, the core will fail. The ship would implode. Right. That's settled then. We're leaving. No, we are not. Romana, this ship is not safe. There are TARDISes on board, and that means spare parts. We can repair ours and get out of here before the next wave of attack ships arrives. And how far away is the TARDIS dock? Well, see here? That's us. And that's the TARDIS dock. I don't suppose any of the onboard transit systems are still up and running? Well, a few elevators. There's nothing else. The quickest way across the ship is on foot via this service tunnel on the starboard side. And what are we waiting for? so it could be battle-ready before the assault on Serifia. Why are you here? But what's it doing here? How did it get into this state? Who knows? Perhaps if there was a build-up of carbon dioxide? You cannot be here! Wait a moment. What's wrong? The light up ahead. Do you see? Oh, yes. As if it's passing through a lens or a, or a bubble. Fascinating. Narvin, don't... <sighs> Touch it. It's cold. Ice cold. That makes sense. I think it's a breach in the hull. Really? A temporal explosion? It's ripped through the side of the ship, leaving an echo of what was there. The breach has been sealed with a weak energy field, which is why we can still breathe. The only thing that could have done that is a time grenade. Precisely. Why would someone detonate a time grenade on one of our own ships? Hostiles on board? Perhaps they were desperate. Something terrible must have happened here. Could we jump through this, do you think? We could jump into it but we might not make it to the other side. 
We'll just have to double back and find another way to the dock. Romana, do you see that? What? There! The other end of the tunnel. There's something in the shadows. It's coming this way. Are you sure? Yes, look! There it is, Gig. Wait a second. That's impossible. What's wrong? It's us. I don't see anything. It's calm now. <laughs> Probably just our reflection. A trick of the light. It's just that I... What? No. Nothing. We should go. Not here. Outsiders cannot be here. Since when? The data bank. Train. Of course. Sorry. Strange. When you're young, you think you reach an age when there are no more things to be frightened of. But if anything, it's quite the opposite. This is it. On the other side of this hatch is the gravity generator. This is the only way. It's the quickest way. I don't know how much time we have before the core fails. Sounds as if it could happen any second. Let's just hope it doesn't. Here goes. What's happening to it? The core! It's already collapsing! Have you ever seen this happen before? Not like this! An implosion on that scale should take a fraction of a second! It's as if it's being held... suspended somehow! What are you doing? Taking a reading! Wait! can't be right. What does it say? If these measurements are correct, the core is in a fixed state of collapse. Has been for centuries. That doesn't make sense. No, but we need to keep going. What could have caused that? A temporal fissure? Perhaps a pocket universe or... Hands where I can see them. What? Who are you? I'll ask the questions. Hands. This way. And if you try anything, I will shoot. You said there weren't any survivors. Shh, he'll hear you. Who? Honestly. Where the hell have you been? down, both of you. We should be safe in here for a while. So, names. 
I'm Narvin. And I'm Romana. Because <laughs> you are. Excuse me? Romana and Narvin. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Queen of Castor 36. Who are you really? We're telling you the truth. Then what the hell are you doing here? We were forced to make an emergency landing. We came under attack. Cabristan 4? Correct. They don't like outsiders, especially Time Lords. And you are? Trellic Venovium. First science officer, Dreadnought Septima. A.K.A. this dump. Are there any other survivors? <laughs> no. What happened here? You want the short version? Everyone died except me. The end. But you mentioned someone else. You said he might hear us. Oh, yeah. Him. Who were you talking about? Official designation, Subject 442. But he calls himself Katal. Katal? Isn't that the... Old Gallifreyan for Stardust. Yeah. Huh. He has the soul of a poet. But who is he? More of a question of what, and even then I couldn't tell you. You said you made an emergency landing? Yeah, that's right. In what, an interceptor, cargo ship? A TARDIS, would you believe? Really? We need to replace its dematerialization circuit. So you thought you'd salvage one from the TARDIS dock? That's correct. You've got your work cut out. Over here. This is the observation deck for the biosphere, where we generate... Breathable air, yes, we know. You want a badge or something? And down there is the biosphere. It's like a jungle. Yeah, well, you know, it will happen when your botanists have all been massacred. The TARDIS dock is on the other side of the biosphere. How are we supposed to get through that? There are paths. It's a while since I've been in there, but one or two of them should be clear. I can show you the way, on one condition. Name it. When you've repaired your TARDIS, you take me with you. Off this ship, as far away from Cabristan 4 as we can get. Of course. Good. Then follow me. Well, we've no reason not to. Don't you think this is all a little strange? A ship with no crew, a full complement of TARDISes, not a single dead body, and all this vegetation. It's as if it was abandoned centuries, millennia ago. Here we are. How do we get in? Allow me. First science officer, Trellic Venovium, requesting access. Access denied. I'll try that again. First Science Officer Trellick Venovium requesting access. Access denied. Oh, you absolute... So that's how we're playing this, is it? Who are you talking to? Who do you think? He's cheating. Not that there are any rules. But cancelling my clearance is very bad form. Are there any other routes across the ship? There's a maintenance tunnel on the... Starboard side. We tried it. Blocked. Blocked? Someone detonated a time grenade. Blew a hole in the hull. Impossible to get past. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. I wonder... Romana, what are you doing? Coordinator Romana Dvoratrelunda. Requesting access. Access. Granted. How did you do that? The Septima left Gallifrey before us. 
As far as this ship is concerned, I'm still coordinator of the Celestial Intervention Agency. My codes override everything. Clever. Now isn't the time. Move. Those are you lander trees. What were you expecting? Yucca plants? They look ancient. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Why not rate, review and subscribe? No reason why not, actually. That's done at all. Sorry? No complications. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.